and welcome back to Aaron Sorkin's The GB Newsroom. What's going on? All hands, Wadham College in Oxford. The dining hall is recommending students go meat-free on Monday. Tom Harwood, London Control Room, GB News. What can you tell me about Wadham? We've got to enter reporting on it now. We're just cutting into our debate. Why can't it just be pounds and ounces again with breaking news from our woke watch desk? We're getting a report that the Wadham College Dining Hall is recommending students go meat-free on Monday. That is meat-free on Monday with vegan options at lunch and dinner being offered to students at a subsidised rate. We go live to our affiliate. Okay, you're off, Andrew. Now Guido Fawkes is saying that Oxford Black Lives Matter is behind the vegan option. We're hearing that it's about decolonizing dinner, and it will include injera bread. Anyone else? Has anyone else confirmed this? No, nothing yet. Then so far, all we know is that it's a vegan option. We don't know if Black Lives Matter is behind this yet, but Andrew, you're back in three, two. If you're just joining us, Wadham College in Oxford is encouraging students to have a vegan option on Monday. I don't know how the left expects people who live in the red car at Darlington or Scunthorpe to react to this condescending move, but I know that I feel personally attacked. Look, the Daily Mail, the Telegraph, the BBC, the Sun, they're all calling it with Guido. They're saying Black Lives Matter is behind Vegan Monday at Wadham. What do we do? Get him current. Every second you're not current, a thousand people are changing the channel to the guy who is. That's the business you're in, like it or not. The Mail, The Telegraph, The Sun, they all say it's Black Lives Matter and that they're decolonizing the dinner hall. Wait, I'm on the phone with the Vice-Chancellor. It's not Black Lives Matter. The Mail called it wrong. The students just voted themselves to have a subsidized vegan option on Monday. They're sending us a list of the students' names who voted for it now? We have just learned that Vegan Monday is an initiative started by the students at Wadham College to make dinner more inclusive. But what's next for these Wadham Wokarati? When will the madness of inclusive dinners end? Nationalised sausages, collective farming, mandatory death camps. As a precaution against these very real dangers, we go live now to our GB News Oxford affiliate who has found the names of the troublemakers responsible here and have scoured their social media histories for any mention of Palestine. And you're off! You're a goddamn newsman, Tom Harwood, and if I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. Okay, thank you, but you're back on in 30 with Prince Andrew, Justice or Witch Hunt. Oh yay, oh yay, oh yay, and welcome to Rubbish's Eve, the uh, pamphlet about how the Eve is rubbish. Uh, I am Sir Riley, and I am joined by my colleagues uh, in the studio. Uh, yes, it's me, the Milo Edwards Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been placing a number of bets on which beads of condensation will reach the bottom of the window first at Boodles. <laughs> and uh, shouting down from the smoking room upstairs, of course... Uh, Sir Alexander Alice Caldwell Spencer Kelly, Esquire. <laughs> and, uh, and of course... Always our- an address, that chap. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is at the East India Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and then uh, our, our, our friend Hussein of the Barbaray. Uh, yes, uh, Hussein Al-Khattab. How would I describe myself other than uh, the token Orientalist? <laughs> yeah. Now, today we've, we've uh, 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 
for our vaudeville, we have a, a meandering seg- section of delights. We have news of the Scottish colony in New Caledonia in the Darien. Uh, and I'm sure you can all guess, without gift of foreknowledge, what, has, what hath befallen uh, these uh, unfortunate souls. But uh, before we begin, <laughs> uh, we are looking into the new Mechanical Turk. And uh, Milo, I'm sure you can guess what's up with the Mechanical Turk. Oh dear. <laughs> is, it, is the Mechanical Turk, in fact, uh, not an automaton, although it does have that appearance, but it is, in fact, filled with nothing more than a trained ape? <laughs> a mere vulgar uh, piece. a boy concealed in its casing. Yes. Uh, uh, this, and the, 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 um, the, the, the North Manchester Steam Loom Company uh, has uh, found itself at a spot of financial trouble, uh, having, uh, having found a man who was sentenced to transportation uh, in, in fictionalized invoices for them. But also, uh, if you are interested, you can purchase uh, for four pence and three shillings uh, a, a, a waistcoat. Uh, knitted by a, a Hebrew of Brick Lane, <laughs> which displays on its obverse a most beguiling pattern of the vivisected anatomy of a scoundrel looking askance at a pamphlet. Yes, we shall be interviewing one Friedrich Engels. Mm. Uh, hey, just kidding. It's not rubbish as Eve. Uh, the the uh, uh, Victorian update of Midden's Advent. Yeah, uh, you can purchase uh, copies for that for $5 a month, distributed on Edison's <laughs> newfangled dervish, the wax cylinder. <laughs> Rightly, I just noticed one thing when we were doing that, which is when you're trying to sound sort of 19th century and struggling, yeah. you uh-huh. slip mm. almost perfectly into Boris Johnson. Well, I, I say this is entirely... entirely yeah. it's the, yeah. the, the atmosphere here Boodles is positively glutinous. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, it is all four of us. We're all wearing opera hats. We're sitting mm-hmm. around the fire at Boodles, and yeah. uh, we are exchanging pamphlets about how uh, mm. the Eve is is rubbish. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, uh, we are, what we're doing is just like they did in the Victorian times. Uh, we have rediscovered an ancient and antique ritual called Midden's Advent. And are uh, are replaying That's it for right. the benefit of a modern audience, <laughs> and I hope you can hear the extraneous ease I have used to spell modern audience. Yes, twice weekly we like go and heckle some vaudeville performers. <laughs> hmm. uh, but no, it is it is TF that podcast you're listening to right now. Yeah, the podcast uh, with yeah. two opening bits. <laughs> two, look, look. If you think I'm of two double here, if you think of two great opening bits. What I learned was you should always do both of them. That's right. Yeah. Never kill your darlings. Protect your darlings at all costs. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're my darlings. Yeah. And well, one of my darlings, my darlings is rubbish as Eve. Yeah. Yeah. I would certainly never kill Alistair, darling. No. Um, all right. So yeah, we've got to try and action that. <laughs> we've, we've got some stuff to talk about. You're being dragged away in handcuffs. I said I would never kill him. <laughs> we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, number one. Uh, I've tended to sort of just ignore uh, the Dominic Cummings revelations because they're just entertainment for liberals. But there has been one. Their value is purely their humor. But boy, Shout out has to there real been... man Dom Cummings. <laughs> yeah. Boy, has there been one thing I have enjoyed about it, uh, which is that um, the screenshot of one of them shows the prime minister stating that Matt Hancock, the uh, health secretary and, and uh, big special yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, the big yeah. special boy of the podcast. Um, this Boris Johnson saying he is quote totally fucking hopeless, and this he's is all, full yeah. of hope. First of <laughs> yeah. all, so jot that down about our boy. There is no one more hopeful and than he Matthew. Sa- Hancock. He said as much because somebody is that they doorstepped him and they asked him, "Do you think you're totally fucking hopeless?" And he said, "Well, no, I don't think I'm hopeless." Yeah. I don't think I'm hopeless. Oh, and I think, I think he's like being a little bit hopeless every now and again in moderation. I think that's he's, fine. Yeah. He's, he's the guy who can capture the country's mood. And like, what better mood is there 
for um you know for our generation than people who aren't really sure whether they're hopeless and love like to jump over a few concrete blocks every so often absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. matt hancock also uh, we should be happy because matt hancock has the most secure job in government right now because the second he is fired, it will look as if it's Dominic Cummings' like Svengali-like master plan. So Boris can't fire him. He just yeah. has to have full confidence in this guy who we've all seen uh, be called a you know a total fucking idiot forever. It's fantastic. And, Matt and- Hancock is the fucking albatross in Boris's rhyme of the ancient mariner. And the funny thing is, it means that we are technically stuck with a golden retriever as health secretary in the middle of the novel coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Uh, but also, uh, so is Boris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and that is funny to me. Because basically, it's like our, our main thing about our, our health secretary is that he's got imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, health secretary. He's the, he's with the one syndrome. guy for whom Dunning Kruger effect isn't real. Um, and so I just, I, I love that. I love mm. I love that so much. A guy who is just um, Matt Hancock rules. Infinitely confident. Um, <laughs> uh, he's killed see, so many people. Like so many people. He's, but he's killed got, no. so many fucking people but by accident. He has absolutely done his best. <laughs> yeah, he has. He's done thing. his best. You can't say it for the rest of them. No, the rest of them have been you know just like lackadaisical. Yeah. Just like oh, 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 I don't give a toss. It'll probably be fine. And, and yeah. like Matt Hancock worked his little heart out and has killed so many people through his own incompetence. <laughs> uh, I mean, you gotta laugh, I suppose. Yeah, you, you gotta. gotta. You do gotta. You gotta. Laugh. You gotta laugh, and you gotta adopt him as like a mascot for your podcast. Because what else yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah, what the fuck else are you gonna do? What the fuck else are you? Gonna Vote do? them out. I mean, look when he <laughs> when, when he eventually does leave government and becomes like a vibes consultant somewhere. Um, mm. I think I, we will hire him. Yeah, I think he'll become. Yeah, the trash future vibes consultant Matt Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would. I, I guess I've said this before. I would love to have lunch with Matt Hancock. I think it would be really fun. Yeah, but it would be like, a, like it would be like an American girl restaurant. You have to like pretend Matt Hancock is eating. Just like order for Matt it Hancock. Be, it, it would be it would be Big Mo's on a, or on Whitechapel High Street where um you can pay extra to like sit in the race car and have and have like your American dining <laughs> meal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it's there's such a he absolutely is the health secretary who sleeps in the race car when he <laughs> says, "I don't think I'm totally hopeless." <laughs> oh, I think I could give it a bloody good go. Yeah, it's Australian Matt Hancock. That's anyway, right. I've got a little more in uh, British politics land, uh, which is uh, or loser Britain, party from- as it's sometimes yeah. known. <laughs> well, yeah, that's well. It, it's, it's actually it refers to a part of France called uh, Breton politics land. Yeah, it's mm. trouble is all, all the politics is coming over here because <laughs> before there wasn't any. It was just blokes. <laughs> so um, it was. There was basically <laughs> yeah, there was a time when there were yeah. just blokes. Now now it's politics and blokes with mental health. I say, Sir Riley, we seem to have let a costermonger wander into our pamphleteering exercise. <laughs> some, some sort of moor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I, I back in, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Loser Party for Nerds, mm. uh, which has released its new, um, uh, uh, man- not manifesto, but it's released new it's roadmap, new branding. I guess. It's new branding, yeah. which is, uh, as memorably typoed by The Guardian, stonger together. Yeah. And the the Labour Party right, is like- going to make us stonger. 
If we, the, the thing That's is, fucking right. We're gonna be stonging. <laughs> the, 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 even if you correct the typo and say stronger together, I can think of so many fantastic uh, political campaigns that had stronger together yeah. as their slogan. The Hillary, Hillary? Clinton campaign, uh, yeah, the uh, Remain campaign, yeah, the Remain yeah. campaign, and then also the. Um, the no campaign for Scottish independence. That which, one did win. Know, it did win, but it certainly also captured the zeitgeist and still has a lot of momentum. Mm. Mm. Yeah. For, and especially right. if, for example, you're trying to rebuild a party that has fled to the SNP, adopting where your voter base rather has fled to the SNP, adopting the um, slogan of the uh, no campaign is the way to do it. I, ge- oh, I genuinely feel that if we reran an independence referendum, no would win again because that's the funniest outcome. <laughs> That's right. I, it would that would be very funny. Uh, but I've got some details of the stronger together roadmap. All right. Um, how are we going to get stong? Uh, so we're we're all here. We're doing curls of, but we're doing curls of Victorian style weights. Hmm. Where uh, and we're also doing them like with our lower backs. Yeah, we're like bouncing yeah. medicine yeah. balls around. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all wearing like one piece swimsuits with stripes yeah. on them. We're having we're an amazing in, time. We are in a steam room exercising because like. Someone like some quack doctor somewhere <laughs> said it like good's good for the phlegm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fucking right. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna pass the uh, medicine ball to you all, uh, and say mm. here is the uh the the six points of the roadmap. So labor's new. Str- I'm gonna and I'm gonna because it's a colon a colon for us list. perhaps uh. it's a colon it's a list that starts with a colon which means I'm gonna say the bit that comes before the colon before each one because it's supposed to make sense that way. Right, all right. Okay. Labor's new Stronger Together roadmap will bring Britain together for better jobs and work. Uh-huh. Labor's new Stronger Together roadmap will bring Britain together for a green and digital future. Labor's new Strong to- Stronger Together roadmap will bring Britain together for safe and secure communities. Cops. Uh, Cop zone. Cop zone. Why did the, yeah. the dogs all start barking? Labor's mm. new Stronger Together roadmap will bring- I, I welcome the dogs and the barking of the dogs, but I would say, can't we, can't we do more? Can't we come together as dogs and people and whistles? To, to build a better Britain. And I would say to dogs, give the Labour Party a go. <laughs> so we'll bring Britain together for public services that work. Oh. Uh, but opposed to what the other party is offering, which is public services that don't work. Yeah, Ooh, public, public services that don't, that don't yeah. work and are run by a moron. Yeah, I mean, again, that's what they're actually offering, but yeah. like y- they say they're offering the other thing. Um, and so you're both saying the same thing, and so everyone's just going to think, well, that just means it won't work. Um, Labour's new Stronger mm. Together roadmap will bring Britain together for a future where families come first. That dog mm. whistle is getting awfully loud. I'm starting mm. to hear it now. Labour's mm. new Stronger Together roadmap will bring Britain together for Britain in the world. I love to bring Britain together cool. for Britain in the world. That's a normal yeah. sentence that I love to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could tell that this was written with sort of uh, passion and conviction that there's something behind it because mm. it's been edited to the point where you say, we'll bring Britain together for Britain in the world. Hmm. Britain. Britain in the world, that is what we are. Oh, it's, it's very much a, yo, do you remember Cool Britannia? Do you remember how cool mm-hmm. that was? Do you want that back? We're going to yeah. get like, Keir Starmer is going to hang out with the Gallaghers. Yeah. I, I think that Blur fans and Oasis fans can, can put aside their differences to build a stronger, or, or indeed a stronger, Britain. <laughs> Milo, 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 you poor simple fool. You've done the thing again where you prefigure more or less what they suggest. Oh no, oh no, Kia! <laughs> where does this leave me no. as an alienated pulp fan? Mm. <laughs> um, Lib Dems. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. the Labour Party are definitely not interested in common people. Yeah. Uh, well, so... Uh, so they, this is from an article by uh, Annalise Dodds, recently um, 
promoted. Ab- absolute charisma powerhouse, Annalise Dodds. <laughs> yeah. Extremely she- memorable woman. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 dime beans, Annalise <laughs> Dodds. <laughs> what happened, if you remember, was that Annalise Dodds was promoted to Labour Party chair, much in the same way that Homer Simpson was promoted to guard the bee. Yeah, yeah and, and, and right. in the same way that fucking Konstantin Shenenko was put on the Politburo. Like, yeah. all, all of mm. these people are the same person. Yes. Yeah, Trotsky was promoted to an ice pick inspector. It's, it's my uh, yeah. it's my job to guard the bee. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, sh- let's build a future to be proud of. Uh, okay, uh-huh. but while the pen- while the pandemic mm. has exposed over a decade of Tory failure and has been such a dreadful time to our country, it has also shown the very best of Britain. And this is like the theme of no, their thing. Cap- fucking With- Captain Tom, boats doing donuts. Uh, remember the Queen parachuting out of the thing into the Olympics. Uh, yeah, cool Britannia. Mm. We're gonna do that again. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be strong as hell. Yeah, more or less, that's what she says. My man stung it. Uh, she <laughs> says, up and down our country, neighbors banded together to look out for those who needed help. Captain, Captain, Captain those who Tom. Captain, yeah. Captain Sir Tom would have voted Labour, even though he didn't. But if he would have, he would have. Yeah. Captain <laughs> Sir Major Tom. Captain Major uh, General Sir Tom. Thousands volunteered to help our NHS. Businesses came together with trade unions and government to build ventilators in record time. Um, yeah, I'm not, I love when they I, all I'm come not together. sure that that's what, what happened. Uh, well, mm. it's, it's a nice story about what happened, and wouldn't it be nice if that's what happened? Yeah, wouldn't that be good? Hey, Alice, I think you're talking Britain down here. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Yeah. I sh- I, what I should be doing is I should be bringing Britain together for Britain in the world, and I haven't yeah, been bringing Britain right. together for Britain in the world. Britain in the world. When has that ever been bad? Mm. Uh, We're here at the East India Club. <laughs> talking about Britain in the world. Yes. Uh, uh, bully. Businesses, bully. Yes. <laughs> workers went above Sending and back beyond. these lamb cutlets. I asked for blood in these. There's no so, blood. Check, check the, listen to this sentence without developing an aneurysm. Oh. Key workers went above and beyond time and again supporting those who needed help. So uh, thank you for the uh, pay raise that was about, what, 20% of what we asked for. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. And then here is the that was just the the amuse bouche of sentences that will boil your blood. Yeah, okay. Nice. Here's the real sentence that'll boil your yeah, blood. Yeah, boil the blood in these cutlets, there isn't yeah. any. Ah. Yes, of, of course. We're boiling again. We are boiling our blood because a quack doctor from Italy has a theory <laughs> that it makes you vigorous. <laughs> Kills tuberculosis. Ah. Bring 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 in here. There's no horseradish. <laughs> Damn you, man! I asked for tripe. <laughs> and AstraZeneca teamed up with Oxford University and NHS key workers like to deliver Avengers. a vaccine <laughs> at cost price in less than a year. Wasn't it nice of AstraZeneca to team up with Oxford University? Now yeah. remind me, what was Oxford University going to do initially before AstraZeneca oh, was teamed who, up with who them? Remembers. I presume that they weren't going to just make a vaccine and make it free to access to oh. everyone and then Bill Gates talked them into giving the <laughs> exclusive rights well, to AstraZeneca. No, because the thing yeah. is, the thing is, AstraZeneca developed the vaccine, but they had to partner up with Oxford University because in order to distribute a vaccine, you need access to a number of extremely fucked drinking traditions. That's right. Yeah. Uh, actually, the only way to uh, consume a vaccine is to drink it out of a shoe. Yeah. Mate. So, um, you know, you look pretty stupid right now. <laughs> uh, uh, you have to. You have to get sconced with the vaccine. Oh, sorry. Um, the only way to get vaxxed up is if you're at dinner and then you mention a woman who's not the Virgin Mary or the Queen. So that's pretty much an ironclad way to get. The yeah, it was, it was. It was part of. It was part of a deal of like when you're in the Bullington Club. Um, mm-hmm. every you have to mm-hmm. do partnerships. Like that's kind of the new tradition. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's like you smash up the restaurant and you throw 50 pounds notes through the window. It's very much the same thing with the immune system. 
I mean, mm. smashing up the restaurants and throwing some 50-pound notes through the windows is more or less the strategy of, um, of the West to deal with the vaccine crisis in developing countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's going to go <laughs> great. So uh, this is this is what uh, Dodds continues to write. Mm. Wherever we look in our own communities or across the country, Britain proved that we're stronger together and labor wants to harness the spirit of togetherness. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe <laughs> the real recovery is the friends we made along the way. Yes, Joe. And then enti- it's like what level of sort of pacification speed run is it that you get this sort of vibes only socialist party? <laughs> Again, how are we going to harness the spirit of together? Like, what? Labor finally <laughs> takes a stance, on, like anti, on like anti-bullying. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, but like, like uh, also we're, we're, not we're ca- really. Mm. You no, know, no, we're cracking down. Well, yeah, but like in the same in the way that like they've made a video about how like it's cool to be cool. Mm. It just yeah, that's it, right. It's yeah. very cool to have a library. On card. a very like no libraries left. Even but. on like a very conceptual level, I was sort of thinking about this. Today, like even on a very conceptual level, this feels like so. I mean, like it's very, very twee, but at the same time, when you compare it to like the conservative electoral strategy, which is like ignore all the people that we've killed, and um, here are the actual divisions in society between like the elitist, the, the elitist metropolitan liberals who uh, go to press and manger, and like the uh, the working class landlords who go to Costa Coffee. Um, you know, like they they've set these sort of like boundaries, mm. which basically imply that you know. There is no way that in Britain people are together. There are very clear divisions. And if you are, you know, on a particular side, then we are the party that represents you. And it just feels like very, it it, it feels very stupid for Labour to kind of be like presenting this very twee fantasy of like, no, actually everyone is like together and, um, you know, there is real mm. unity and stuff like that. Basically, I, I you know, it's, it's really like sort of missing the mood music in quite a major way. Um, and I know I wasn't sure whether that was just me who uh, who like picked. That no, up. no, I think you're right. Like the the whole like they're just sort of saying, what if we sort of attack? Because alienation is the main thing I think no, people feel. No, in the, the mood music is things can only get better. I have yeah. been playing it on this cassette recorder <laughs> that I got in 1997. The tape has worn through, but I'm absolutely determined that we're all still listening to things can only get better. I think that's part of it. I think also like, and you know, we speak about this a lot on the pod, uh, on on this pod, which is about like doing go doing um politics by a um focus group. And, you know, the whole line about like, you mm. know, the Corbyn, the Corbyn, like, uh, Labour Party was like divisive and it split people and like, Corbyn it was confrontational. Yeah, it was like, you know, momentum were like bullying people online and all that stuff. Like, you know, I think, you know, even though all those arguments were really like just in complete bad faith mm. and also missed the mark, I think that like a Labour Party that is really devoid of ideas because any sort of, you know, policy that is in any way on the left will just be associated with the Corbyn project. Um, you know, so now they're trying to kind of like play these platitudes based on this idea that they sincerely believe that like the Corbyn administration was too confrontational rather than actually seeing that no, this was actually just like, this was just like another way of like tarnishing the left. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's if you you could even sort of take that one step further and be like the shitty, just absolute, just vapid, like mm. bowl of white flour nonsense that they're coming out with now is basically like an end zone dance on the left mm. because like they don't have anything else to do. Like they have phony baloney jobs now. They just go in, collect a paycheck and that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure like they all think they're trying to win and I'm sure they're doing their best. It's funny that this is their best. Here's the thing, right? I think there's a certain level of cognitive dissonance about the like awareness of that, which is why despite having gotten everything that they want, 
the Labour right are absolutely miserable and hate it is because, mm. like, there's all they can do is kick left, and while that's mm. fun, like, yeah. it, it's making them a little bit psychotic. That's true. That's true. That is right. Uh, anyway, so the article finishes. Uh, Labour wants to harness the spirit of togetherness to take Britain to new heights. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to hook everyone up um, on to like, it's going to, okay, it's going to be like scanners. We're going to hook everyone's yeah. scans together and mm. then we're all our veins are going to bulge out and then Britain is going to lift slightly out of the ocean. Mr. No, Deckard, really... is this test meant to decide whether I'm an entrepreneur or a lesbian? <laughs> it's really crazy because in, in the 90s we were in government, but now all I do is I say things that don't, don't mean anything, but it's important because of anti-Semitism. Our achievements in government proved we're stronger together. <laughs> so they have Great. said that. We are stronger together. Yeah, We what? created the NHS, we introduced a national minimum wage, we slashed child poverty, and we brought peace are to they, Northern Ireland. They, it's fucking, it's Annalise Dodds claiming fucking, like, Aniron Bevan. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that... This is, mm. I thought the spirit of togetherness thing sounded familiar, and it does, because um, Boris Johnson used the term in November 2020... Uh, <laughs> when 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 the when the last lock when the uh when, well, when the like November lockdown uh began uh was in like instituted again I'm not sure like the dates exactly but yeah like the first time at least according to this Google search um that term was used it was used by Boris Johnson so once again Keir Starmer is just he's just copying the Prime Minister yeah what a great I I am so ex I I am so excited for the next election. Um, yeah. I really am. I'm going to be holding a little foam finger. What's Keir Starmer's rising sign? Yeah, that's know. right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to I move on because we've got some stuff yeah, to cover. Boring, um, boring party for losers. Yeah, mm. uh, loser party for losers continues to be uh, full of massive losers, and I love to watch it try to do stuff. Yeah, Fuck, um, off, fuck off down the Athenaeum. Yeah. Get out of boodles um, where we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're recording this onto a wax cylinder. Yeah. Yes, we're currently we're in the cigar room. Yes. Well, uh, in, in fact, gentlemen, a, uh, a new royalist broadsheet has been printed. Yeah. Uh, and, and wouldn't you know it, within 36 hours, they've, defend, they've basically published a piece that, that contained a quote, defending the practice of taking catamites. <laughs> Good Lord, I say. My word. Um, <laughs> no, we are, of course. Thank God we're all chaps here. And I asked for blood dresses. in this cigar, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more rubbish as Eve. <laughs> there we go. That's right. Cleethorpes! <laughs> Where are my bloody cigars? <laughs> and all my bloody cigars, my bloody cigars. <laughs> yeah. uh, this gives me an idea for a sketch about baseball. <laughs> baseball. Anyway, anyway uh, no, we're, we're talking. I want to talk a little bit about GB News, which is finally launched. Mm. Loser and Network boy, for Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, boy, what a quality program it is! I've not watched anything else. <laughs> Much like Breaking Bad, it is mm. ridiculous watching. Everyone's around the water cooler at uh, their jobs that they're at, talking about what's going to happen next on GB. Will the Andrew Neil character finally get together with the other one? Yeah, You're with the fucking Andrew. newsman, Don. I have you. <laughs> Yes, that's right. The question I have is, uh, when did Britain last like make something new that was like notable? Uh, when we invented racism, whenever that was. Yeah. Yes, it was in the drawing of the Boodles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Of a particularly inventive wax cylinder. Yes, we, 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 were trying, we were betting against each other about which raindrop would hit the bottom of that pane first, and then one of us said the first slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just came out just, just riffing it, really. Yeah. yeah. So no, uh, but like that's a, a genuine question. Like, when I, did I, I say, I say, Quinn, you're covered in soot. 
Take this lipstick. No. So the question is right. When did Britain last make like a new thing? Jet engine. Uh, like the Dyson web, vacuum. The fucking uh, vaccine, maybe. It, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's, I I mean, it's like, a world leader. Love it's a world, yeah, I was going to say it's a world leader in like a particular form of reality TV celebrity and reality TV show. Yeah, yeah made in Chelsea. Yeah. Future podcast. Yeah. I guess, and I guess that that's what we've done. We've made more kind of entertainment yeah. that feels like it's got high stakes I, because it's part of a sort of carefully scripted teleplay of what's real. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> I I want actually for us to be included on one of those Britain is great things that the Foreign Office does. Mm. Like, oh, you like you like Tetley Tea <laughs> and the Trash Future podcast? Airdropping pallets of Trash Future tapes to the impoverished nations of the world. No one would know if a Swedish man was Italian without us. I think what you're us. suggesting is actually that we have to send a train down from Cape to Cairo with laden with wax cylinders of rubbish as Eve. That's right. Uh, no, so what? But Britain has finally made a new thing. Uh, we have made GB News, mm. uh, a, a reactionary billionaire-funded TV network. That's I don't know. People are saying it's Britain's Fox. They're wrong. Yeah, it stands uh, for getting bussy news. Yes, yeah, Sky <laughs> is Britain's Fox. <laughs> yeah, uh, GB News is Britain's like Newsmax or like based One on American value, news yeah. network. Yeah, it's all. I think that, like, based on what I've seen, um, which is just a, like a lot of like, it's it's lo- mm. it, everything has sort of been terrible about it, um, and we will, I'm, I'm sure we'll like talk about the most funny moment in like in a in a bit, but it's just been sort of plagued with technical errors. Um, Tom Harwood's mic get keeps getting cut off. Uh, <laughs> uh, like all the, the the sound is horrible. Um, their correspondents have no idea where they're going. But also, more importantly, like all they're talking about is stuff on Twitter. So, like I was watching it very briefly this morning. Um, because I forgot that I have Freeview. Um, and they had like mm. sent their Liverpool car. They were like talking to like their Liverpool correspondent. It was um who was like standing in the street of Liverpool somewhere. I was I was expecting it to sort of be at least kind of a semi local story. But they were talking about um they were talking about Enid Blyton getting cancelled. So cool. they basically, yeah. so you gotta, you gotta get the Liverpool so, correspondent. So, for that, so, they've, so yeah. they've basically sent London based, like people who were based in London to, um, the regions of the UK to talk about what's happening on Twitter. Yeah. Enid Blyton has been cancelled by being dead. <laughs> and, that, and that needs, you need to report on that. Yeah. But you need to go to Liverpool to report yeah, exactly. on it. Mm. I mean, like, again, like the thing is like the, the, the British, I think we've talked about this even, mm on like the last free episode, right? Yeah. The British media is a big thing that talks to itself mm. and that like, I don't know, 20% of the country just claps at like a train seal. Yeah, yeah but and it's so, like doing yeah. lobby journalism is fine when there's an actual parliamentary lobby. Doing lobby journalism yeah. for Twitter beefs. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible That's shit. That's our thing. That's our thing. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Fuck off, Andrew. And also like, I, it's astonishing that we have the produ- better production values than them because like, they have the production values of one of those Macedonian teenager fake news websites like, you know, like yeah. newsqueeze.scam. Mm. It has very close to the vibes of the Mitchell and Webb sketch about TV after the apocalypse. Like oh, you get yeah. Andrew Neil, yeah, Andrew Neil, sort of doing a piece of camera, wearing a dark suit in front of a black backdrop. It is very much like mine is the last voice you will ever hear, kind of thing. So, I mean, if you look at the Andrew Neil's opening monologue, who I've accidentally mm. written as Andre oh, Neil, so like <laughs> Andre Neil, <laughs> Andre Neil, three thousand. Hello and welcome to my steakhouse, <laughs> 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 Andrew W K Neil. 
Yeah. So yeah. we we will encourage debate and conversation to include voices you don't often hear in other news broadcasts, which they of course like they just get like tele okay, That's we know that they were just gonna get like telegraph journalists and spectator yeah. journalists and like right wing talking ads from Twitter. Like that's what we knew they would do, and then shock horror, that's what they did. Right. Yeah, and like and, uh, ideally is, a handful of like credulous leftist dupes to like kick around. I think Ben Butterworth has already been on a few times. Of what a fucking uh, name. And so but like for even very but even then, like, Benjamin. <laughs> they're not very yeah. good even at doing their own thing, right? Like I there was a bit with Dan Dan Wooten of the Sun. Um who's <laughs> Dan, Dan, Wooten? Dan Wooten. Dan Wooten. <laughs> this man Wooten. Dan, Dan Hooten in Holland. Yeah, yeah, Wooten. <laughs> yeah. Uh tries to like get Alan Sugar to just like say something that they could like put on about taking the knee. Yeah, Lord Sugar, say the word. Yeah, it's like Alan Sugar, would you take the knee? And he's like, Where would I take the knee in a Sainsbury's? <laughs> um and yeah. but it's like, yeah, you just you can tell he's trying to he knows Alan Sugar is like someone who basically agrees with most of what he thinks. And so he says, Alan Sugar. Will you feed me some of the lines that I'm looking for? And it's just like I don't know, no, <laughs> I won't. Yeah. And then you just get to see these like again these guys who have had who've been in like tutorial island since they were 18, right? Yeah. Having to like go into like the first level of the game and just yeah. badly fucking up. Which the other, is very the other funny funniest thing about it is they have so much money. They yeah. have so mm. much fucking money, right? And like if you have that much money and like. It, sort of your principles are no object, right? You can make a very polished looking TV channel because like Gulf microstates do it all the time. They just like you hire in all of the, the people that you need, but you hire in actually like talented like sound engineers and like editors. And instead of doing that, they just kind of didn't and just hoped it would work out. I think it's an entire company of cousins. Ah. It's all just people's cousins and nephews. Mm. Cousins, uh, nephews, and wives. It's actually just three guys. Yeah, they're all. Um, <laughs> they hired the firm of cousins, nephews, right, and wives. Yeah, right. I mean, like I've I've worked for a channel that actually like not is not only very similar to GB News, but actually from what I understand, poached a few people, and that was of course RT UK. Like I was, I used to work, you know, in a very low level role a long time ago. And when RT UK launched in the UK, like they basically were, they were, they've basically built what GB News wants to be. Um, but you're right. Like they made the kind of good decision of like, okay, we will get some like competent technical people to come from Russia to like set this channel up. And then we'll just get all the dickheads to like be presenters and stuff. It feels like with GB news, they've gotten like everyone who is like in different ecospheres of like the reactionary, um, political debate discussion, uh, elements of like LBC and sky news, put them in one place and realize that like, Oh, that, you know, this doesn't work like Twitter where like everyone can just jump on with their posters brain. You actually have to have some technical knowledge of like how yeah, to you, use. You, you have to yeah. have like Dima who spent 16 years editing right, Soviet TV well, yeah. and like has a master's degree in it well, yeah. telling fucking Andrew Neil to talk into the microphone. Yeah, in a loud voice because he has PTSD from the Second Chechen War. And I think this is the thing: a lot of like a lot of like Andrew Neil, but I also imagine a lot of the other hosts. Like, really, from my experience of working in TV, they really treat like low-level people, whether those are kind of like runners or junior producers and like stuff like that. They really treat them like shit, and they have no idea mm. like what they do. They have no idea like how difficult it is to like work for a terrestrial TV channel. No, and especially on like a network that is like its animating ethos is the crying laughing emoji. They're not mm. gonna like be sympathetic bosses. So I imagine that like what's happened is that they've given like they've used a lot of that money to like pay their like hosts a lot of money to like come on. Um, they're still paying their like juniors like fucking nothing. Um, because they just underestimated how difficult 
a television channel would be. And like, they would have been much better off, like just building a YouTube channel. Like, yeah, London Real. London Real has better production values than, than GB News does. Yes. Uh, like, like, our, uh, next, our next guest is going to be explaining how to jack off very well, so <laughs> do tune in for that. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for GB News to, like, what, take, like, three days? Because they've already had, like, a segment yeah. where they sent someone up north to be like, what do you call a bun? <laughs> Within the first oh, 24 yeah. hours of going on. Plausible BBC shit, uh, to be honest. And then, yeah, but the BBC's, like, it's run out of steam at this point, but it had a lot of energy in the beginning. Yeah. At this point, yeah, GB News is just like, yeah, that's ah, a launch week yeah yeah well launch week yeah. what are we gonna say i don't know what do you call a bun um and i'm very excited for them to have the uh like that account edwardian esquire anon to just like come and talk about the different esquire uh excuse me instagram girls he wants to like you know look at the mona lisa way i'm very excited i'm, I'm very oh, excited like was bappen to be a guest i think that's gonna be really fun yeah mm. uh, he's gonna be the, the token liberal but i think like but here's the thing right just there are two things about GB News. Number one, the point of GB News isn't actually to be watched. It doesn't matter if no one watches it. No, it doesn't it's to, even be need to be retweeted, or it just needs to exist. Because the thing is, the country's media talks to and about itself, and it probably won't wa- be watched by altogether that many people. And even if it is, it's mostly just columnists grinding their axes about completely incomprehensible topics and trying to make people mad about the same things they're mad about. If it has a message, yeah, it's but, kind of Trump shit yeah. in that respect. It's well, like very but, but powerful, but not as fun. Yeah. No, but not as fun. But yeah. the same kind of just like incredibly niche, into Nissan personal dispute. The thing is, you get you, p- Trump got people passionate about like I don't know, like the toilets. Yeah, and, or Andrew Neil has never got anyone yeah. passionate about anything. Yeah. But like the thing is, right? The mass actual message of GB News is basically just the same as a children's cereal commercial that suggests your parents and teachers don't want you to have sugar blasted cocoa puffs. But instead of your parents, That's it's the the largely promise. fictional mm. organized life. I I wanted blood in these sugar puffs. Damn you, <laughs> Cleethorpes. There's nothing new under the sun, basically. No. Right? That's it. That's 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 all there is. Yeah. Um. And also, it's like you know, like already, you know, like like um. The BBC has been trying to appease like this side of the uh, media for yeah, I don't and know, will what, like, continue to do yeah. so. Like this is this is the yeah. utility of it continuing to exist is that it can drag the BBC mm. further right. And even then, the BBC's presenters are still like getting hounded by you know gangs of angry red men, yeah. um, screaming for, traitor like, yeah. in their faces. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. almost as though if you decide, hey, every I think. We know what we need to do. We need to basically make allegations of, uh, you know, that anything that sort of doesn't really is, is sort of too sort of not even left wing because when left wing is conceived of as anything that is. We need to put we need to put treason back on the table. That needs to be a thing that we can accuse people of. And we need to, like, uh, say that it's a legitimate concern. We need to say that it's a legitimate concern after, a, like, somebody murders an MP in, in the name of, like, alleged treason. And we need to keep doing that until the very second that anybody says it to me personally. And then it's a colossal threat to the freedom of the press. So what happened was BBC presenter Nick Watt was basically hounded by a gang of, you know, anti-lockdown morons. Mm-hmm. Um, what fucking lockdown? Guys. What what can you not yeah. do right now? Well, that's the thing. It's the lockdown that is presented as fictional. It's it's the it is essentially the fictional lockdown that is presented as like what they had in Wuhan, which worked, by the way. Yeah, it's a real lockdown, and it's a real lockdown. I know this because because um I can't park outside uh, school gates anymore. I have to be two meter distance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to, I have to sanitize the door, the passenger door handle of my Fiat Punto after every child gets in there. 
<laughs> getting so, shooed away from parking outside the school gates, and I'm like, I'm just here for the milfs. <laughs> I, I understand how it looks. <laughs> yes, I'm here meeting women, but they're older. I'm older. Not, I couldn't be less interested in the children. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> so this is the end of Andrew Neil's monologue. Says we will always demand respect for other points of view, and if I you won't. want fake news, lies, disinformation, distortion of the fact, conspiracy theories, then GB News is not for you because in everything we will be we Whoa. do, we will be guided by the highest journalistic standards. And then within 36 hours, they had a member of the landed gentry come on to suggest to Dan Wooten uh, that Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew were ephebophiles, not pedophiles. And there's a bit yeah, of- Lady Colin Campbell, an incredibly mm. yeah. weird woman. Uh, just yeah. wildly, yeah. like, Britonology episode in and of herself. Yeah, that's right. And the yeah. weirdest I mean, she, fucking accent, too. Sort of wandering through... Well, I think oh, she's got, like, a, she's a white Jamaican. You have to understand that Miss Epstein... He's yeah. not a paid far. No, she literally is a white yeah, like Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, her her accent is absolutely incredible. She pronounces pedophile the same way that a normal person would pronounce pied-a-terre. Like, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. a fucking... Invented a new pied-a-file yeah. detector. Yeah. It's a little apartment you keep in central Paris for when you're nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your main residence is elsewhere. Oh, yeah, pied-a-file. <laughs> anyway, um, so look, I, I wanted to read this... Um, uh, uh, end of the millennial lifestyle subsidy article from the New York Times a couple of weeks ago, but we've talked about a lot of elements of it before, and one just so, another uh, item just sort of wandered across my desk today, mm, uh-huh. sort of trundled uh, across is, your desk at twenty miles an hour. Yeah, mm. yeah yes, it, it, it was. It's this. It's this new trained cat we have serving cocktails at Boodle. <laughs> mm, that's right. Um, There's an Abyssinian inside. <laughs> it. I think the funniest possible <laughs> consequence of this bit is we get a cease and desist from Boodles. <laughs> <laughs> we would never let you in. Look, they might let you get away with this sort of thing at white. Poodles. <laughs> uh, so, remember how Elon Musk said he was going to bring the internet to the world with a program called Starlink? Uh. Oh, was that like the satellite thing? Yeah, that was the yeah. thing where he yeah, like yeah, destroyed the night sky, right? Yes, yes, that's, that's right. right. Um, so here's the thing: Starlink apparently. As, has a little bit of an F-35 logic to it. Ooh. Oh, wow. It already sounds very 80s, actually, Starling. It yeah. sounds like something the Reagan administration would have done. Mm. Well, uh, the F-35, uh, it's, it's certainly much less functional than the F-16. Yeah. Um, so a Starlink beta user in Arizona, uh, so reports Ars Technica, Damn, says, I love they're just they're already slagging him off. Starlink virgin, a yeah. virgin Starlink user, <laughs> and probably right. realistically yeah. <laughs> uh, in Arizona, said he lost internet service for over seven hours yesterday when the satellite dish in his and and in, in the region overheated. Oh well, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> Should have downloaded no. that much hentai, bud. <laughs> <laughs> when the user's internet service was disrupted, the Starlink app provided an error message saying "offline thermal shutdown." Starlink will reconnect after cooling down. I will down. point out that due to uh, due to climate change, the Western United States is currently in its first anthropogenic mega drought, which is great. Uh huh. That sounds mega good. drought. Yeah, yeah, mega drought. Yeah, well, I mean, drought is drought, and mega means good. Yeah. So now, yeah. my my favorite yeah. my favorite detail about this is uh, our guy, our beta user, our virgin user, 
contacted Starlink support, and in a level of infantilization I have previously only seen in, like, NHS leaflets, they told him, mm. Dishy will go into thermal shutdown at 122 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit, and will restart when it reaches 104 degrees Fahrenheit. God, I mean, uh, combine that with the fact mm. that like, yeah, e- Elon Musk's like magical internet project that probably was poorly thought through is suffering from the effects of said mega drought. It very much is like um, I don't know, escaping the effects of like a boiling seawater or whatever yeah. by pulling a little um, by pulling on a little like you know life jacket. It says I turn myself into a pickle board. It's literally called yeah. Dishy McFlatface. That's the name of the satellite dish. Oh, That's no. what it's called. And that is what well, they will call it when you faces. talk to them. Yep. Uh, sorry, I know you wanted to order uh, emergency ration packets, <laughs> but I'm afraid Dishy McFlatface doesn't work in the normal temperature range that it is now. Mm. Um, so, basically, uh, the, the user then poured a bunch of water on it. It was a good right. thing to do with, <laughs> then, with electronics. Yeah, and then knew mm. it was working because he heard YouTube start again. Uh, I assume uh, Brian Rose learning how to jack off. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I, I got to forty. What do I no, do I, next? I got to finish my Urban Gentry video. I finally got him to got to he- got to hear him say, "Okay, ciao," which really like completed my day. Wait, what's going on on uh, Rub- Rubbish's Advent? No, Rubbish's uh, <laughs> Rubbish's Eve. Eve. It's Midden's yeah, Mid- no, Rubbish's Eve rediscovered the ancient and antique tradition of Midden's Advent. That's right. Yes, uh, as opposed to the slightly earlier rediscovery, the Georgian one, where we're all above a coffee house, and it's called something like uh, "In Which the Future Is Revealed to Be a Great Heap of Turds and Podcast." Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I feel like there's. I, I, we'll, we'll figure out the differences enough to do the Georgian one as well. Yeah. Uh, when I stopped the sprinkler, the dish heated back up and would cycle back on for a few minutes, and then go back into thermal shutdown. Yeah, because it's hot. <laughs> It's too hot. Awesome. So basically, in order to have this, you need to have like c- cold water. Uh, if you want in the a, free again, internet in a hot mega area. drought. And don't forget, like mm. a lot of what Elon Musk wanted to do with this was bring internet to the global south. Mm. Yeah, and that that, yeah, that was the like cudgel that like his weird nerd reply guys would use anytime you're like, yeah. hey, this seems bad. Is uh, he's bringing internet to places that don't have internet? So fuck you. Yeah, so it only works basically if you also have constant a constant stream of cold water that you can't turn mm. off to pour onto the satellite dish. People in the global south simply don't have access to le- epic memes. Yeah, we do, I just and I just wrong. want to grill and get internet at the same time. Mm. I want to watch Google while I grill. <laughs> they, they're also like a they're also a market that's fresh for uh, uh like Bitcoin scams, which uh, may or may not help Tesla. Who knows? Mm. And so here's the other funny thing. Uh, what he did was he uh, built a shade over the dish then, but then it transpired okay. that um, enough heat was coming out of the, bo- of the ground to cook the bottom of the dish. Oh, no. <laughs> so that still didn't work. <laughs> awesome. So now what he has to do is he either has to keep a constant stream of water flowing onto it or has to hold it off the ground. Can he, awesome. can he not he build like a little table for it? Um, yeah, I mean, this is annoying, but I'm sure there is an engineering solution. Yeah, put it on a little table under a sunshade. <laughs> yeah, but can the table be epic? Mm. Can we call the table... What well, if the table is made flat, out of pickles? Flat top uh, haircut. Yeah. Like a flat top haircut. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there it is. Uh, sp- SpaceX Starlink uh, will not, does not work. Dishy McFlatface. 
Yeah, Dishy McFlatface does not work. I think I went out with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dishy McFlatface <laughs> no, is like a features writer for the horse and hound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't she go to Marlborough? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've met that chick. Yeah. All right, all right. So now I, I, I delayed getting to the Millennial Lifestyle subsidy article. Uh, mm. I'm going to do a little bit of an abridged version of it because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't not talk about Dishy McFlatface. Of course. Um, so it, it basically, this is this last little short bit of little bit of reading uh, is an article from uh, the Gray Lady, mm. uh, the New York Times, mm. uh, the paper of record, only in the Big Apple, baby. The, honk honk. The de- Neues York Zeit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Neues beep, beep, York I'm reading the New York Times here. In in, yeah. fl- in Flushing Meadows. Uh, get get out of here. Why don't you head back to Bedsty? We are we're, hey, we're, we're currently all like in boodles, but we're sipping from those. Ha- we are happy to serve you cups. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are absolutely. We are. We're all wearing I Heart NY T shirts like a real New Yorker. I say, we heard about these chaps in New Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're we're, walking. Yeah, we're in the Yale Club of New York. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I say, good man, I was walking here. We're walking up to a bar that serves Kratom, and we are stepping around some Brooklyn fatso's on lawn chairs. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. Uh, a classic thing to do. No. So this is an article saying, uh, basically, the millennial lifestyle subsidy is now over. What? Oh, oh no. no. What lifestyle subsidy? What, how are we having our lifestyle subsidized besides Patreon? Okay, well, look, uh, the, uh, so what, wait, basically the, the opening gambit of this article is to say, right. look, the, um, a few years ago, while on a work trip in Los Angeles, I hailed an Uber for a crosstown ride during rush hour. Mm-hmm. Knowing it would be a long trip, I steeled myself to fork over up to $70, but ended up only paying $16. Uh, experiences Whoa. like this, he says, were common during the golden era of the millennial lifestyle subsidy, which I like to call the period from roughly 2012 to early 2020, when many of the daily activities of big city 20 and 30-somethings were being quietly underwritten by Silicon Bain, Valley Bain venture capitalists. for you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. No. And, and absolutely not for anyone outside that age group. Like, no one who's over 30 has ever taken an Uber. No. That's never <laughs> happened. Or no, ordered food. Or done any of these millennial. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, indeed. And, it, you know, he's, he basically, the, the, pe- the tone of this article is, um, in fact, I'll, I'll, the tone of this article is well summed up by the next paragraph. Uh, for years, these subsidies allowed us to live Balenciaga lifestyles and Banana Republic budgets. You have to go to writing school to learn how to write a sentence like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it sounds like something that, like, a it's huckster... with a tornado of bonhomie. It sounds like something that, like, a huckster character Nothing voiced by Phil Hartman from The Balenciaga Simpsons Balenciaga is? A, a very... Um, yeah. it's, not yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a, like when you take a taxi cab. It's like getting a Balenciaga. Mm. It's a luxury. Yeah, well, it's it's one Balenciaga, Michael. What could it cost? Seventy dollars. Uh, collectively, right. we took millions of cheap Uber and Lyft rides, shuttling ourselves around like bourgeois royalty while splitting oh, the bill yeah. with these companies. I like investors. seeing in the back of a Toyota Prius like a fucking king. Yeah, Charlemagne <laughs> couldn't have imagined this kind of luxury. Listening to Capital FM. While I get driven around by a guy who hasn't seen his family in ten years, <laughs> and I mean, I think like the like the to the the um Kevin Roos, the uh, writer of the article, does sort of acknowledge like not everyone, not every millennial benefited from the millennial lifestyle subsidy, and that basically like if you want to be an yeah, urban, it's almost as if the premise of my article is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but basically, is that writing is though sort of um uh, uh, as as though living with the services that again like. Depend, but we know 
depend on a high degree of say you know, exploitation of like labor rights circumvention and stuff and, and allowing you to benefit from them for cheap essentially means you live like a king uh, but that live but that the promise of those services right um was that we um there is an, an abundance there to be unlocked only by someone who is smart enough to code the abundance into existence. Say, for example, by taking advantage of spare car capacity and people's free time to sort of magic a taxi service out of nothing into something. Now, okay, we all know that's not how it happened. But from the perspective of this article, basically, it was like there appeared to be this magic trick uh, that people bought into and then gladly had their royalist lifestyles subsidized, living like kings high on the hog. Um, and I think it's just, it talks about, right, like, well, yeah, now the average Uber or Lyft ride costs 40% more than it did a year ago. Um, and, and then it, are they just coming to the realization now at the Gray Lady that uh, these companies were engaging in dumping in order to um, uh, gain market share? I'm not entirely sure. Right. But, and, there is this idea, right, that well, now having gained market share, they are or having they are now must be profitable. Their investors are saying be profitable, and you know that's not the whole story. It's partly because a lot of investors think have realized that the best way to get money isn't to provide a service at all. It's just to sit on assets and let the prices inflate. But also, right, like he says, um, uh, he says basically that it's good that these subsidies have gone away uh, because that these things should be expensive. Yeah, you shouldn't be able for to like, like moral reasons. And again, they should be expen- they and he's saying they should be more expensive and it's like, yeah, they should be, I don't know, it is it is a lot of labor that like for a guy to like bring uh I don't know, for a guy to go to the the grocery store and get a thing for you and bring it over to you. It's it's, it's hard work. It takes a long time. It takes Yeah, but yeah. I I get the sense that his objection is less about like yeah. compensation for labor and more about uh, you, you are becoming a sort of Saudi monarch by being driven around in a Toyota Prius. Uh, Alice, I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, I want your first reaction to this. Does he mention uh, the New York City cooperative competitor to Uber that is, in fact, much cheaper than Uber and is owned by its drivers? Oh, I'm certain that he does. Yo, well, let me just let me just search cooperative. No, there's no mention of the word cooperative huh. in the article. I thought the only way to like crush prices was to like ruthlessly exploit labor. Yeah, because you'd think if you were writing an article about the demise of the millennial lifestyle subsidy because investors are no longer funding your decadent lifestyle, you might be at least a little bit interested in the fact that a workers co-op has been able to offer a high quality service for less money. But it's weird. It mm. appears nowhere in oh, any strange. of the text of the article. That's odd. Which you think you think? I mean, it must I'm, be I'm, an error, I presume. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, like the vibe of this appears to be like. Well, it seems to me like the economy has decoupled from any sort of reason or like economic understanding of how the line should work. So clearly, what's got to happen now is it's all got to kick back into gear and everything's got to make sense again. Mm. If 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 I like build enough of a functioning air traffic control tower out of this bamboo, eventually the cargo planes are going to come back. I'm certain of it. Yeah. And, and he said, right? He says, like you know, hiring a private driver to shuttle you across Los Angeles during rush hour should cost more than sixteen dollars if everyone in that transaction is being fairly compensated. And it's again, yes, it should. But the, you should also yeah. be 
you know, you should probably have that sixty dollars mm. anyway because you should be being fairly compensated for whatever it is you do. Yeah, there, I think there is this, there is this yeah. theme throughout the article that it's like, ah, you bourgeois decadent fools have received your comeuppance, and it's. I think what what you sort of really clearly notice is this idea that no, your life has been too good, and again, yet your life has been good on the basis of like. Yeah, the again the the exploitation of people who are less able to um or not able to like stand up to their who are working in worse conditions who are not able to unionize and yeah. so on and, and which and which has yeah. only happened because of like tech investors beneficence yeah but and again he says ah uh, yeah the millennials have taken advantage of the tech investors for too long mm. uh, and the tech investors have the, t- the tech <laughs> yeah investors, that's the way that relationship yeah. is going a hundred percent and the tech investors have wised up. And they're and they're mm. no longer doing it. And again, there is you know, it's this fucked up of this mailman to keep taking advantage of the dogs biting. <laughs> and yeah. there is this uh, there is this sense though that again there is th- that there is it it seems odd, right? If you're going to make the point throughout your article that you know um, if everyone in the transaction is being fairly compensated, it should cost more than sixteen dollars to get across Los Angeles. It's like, oh well, yes, but what couldn't the um, couldn't the investors have, pri- have properly compensated that person? Well, no, of course not. What about the driver's co-op that is properly compensating those people and does and is um, you know providing those cheaper rides? Uh, it doesn't bear a mention. Everyone just go back to how it was. Because that's the thing, right? Yeah. Make it make sense again. If this was the end of the on-demand economy, right? Mm. That the on-demand economy came to this, which is all of these companies... And again, remember, the point of how politics has been set up in the West since the 1990s has been... We need to make the smart people do code so that our problems are kind of hand waved away by the magic of computers. That's right. Um, which is that that happened. We did the we did all the the austerity policies. We basically made taxes non-existent. Mm. We created a million loopholes for people to get out of paying. Then we slashed every entitlement program. We made sure that no one could organize in labor unions. All this stuff in the UK and the US. That was the goal, right? And then we got there. We got to that economy where we had all of a sudden these industries being sort of magicked up from nothing, which again, we all knew, or at least we knew, sort of what they were mm. the whole time. Um, and then... Kev- and we were able to figure and- that out from the, like, the drawing room of Boodle. Yeah. So. And, 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 right. but, and But then I think what leaves sort of Kevin Roos kind of so puzzled by this, sort of understanding that, yes, this is weirdly artificially cheap, but it has to go back to how it was, is that, well, wait, what was the point of all of the things we did to turn the economy this way? Because we we basically reshaped society in order to build, uh, create, I don't know, an Uber flying car, because that was the theory of change, and then we have it, and now that it's sort of come into contact with reality and money isn't free anymore, um, it just doesn't work. So what it's it's like what things only worked in the fantasy of 2008 to 2012 I, or 2020 rather I don't think that the villain here is sort of you know unthinking uh, urban professionals although it is of course funny to see them also get some comeuppance as well well yeah it's it's it sort of reflect it reflects this sort of weird thing where a lot of like these columnists and writers now have to reckon with the idea that like this kind of uh, this kind of like tech enabled free market has been built on bullshit. Um, and that like, that is not, a, you know, that was something that they had like denied for a long time. And like people who would bring up these arguments saying that like, you know, these tech companies don't make money and, you know, they are all kind of built on these very precarious models in which exploitation is a very fundamental part were sort of rejected as like Luddites and like anti-progress, um, mm. anti like tech people 
Uh, and now they have to like reckon with this moment where they have to admit that, oh, these companies really suck and um, they have been very exploitative and, you know, but they can't like admit that this is like a structural problem and no. this is like a structural problem that they like very much enabled through their sort of like tacit support. So now and this isn't just like Kevin Roos. This is like a whole kind of swathe of like columnists in the UK and in mm-hmm. Europe who are basically saying that, oh, the actual problem is that millennials like these products too much. Yeah. Um, and that like, you know, they, they're the ones who are kind of, you know, by taking more Uber rides in cities where like the, uh, the only other option is to like own a car. Um, they're actually causing the exploitation and they're the reason why um, there's this like underclass of people that are alienated by like leftist politics and stuff like that. <laughs> it's still kind of like, so it's still, it's this, it's this thing where like, on the one hand, I think these are like people who genuinely just like seeing young people being as miserable as possible. <laughs> um, and in any way, so like even the kind of like the smallest amenities, like, you know, for example, like if you live in Los Angeles, like having to, like having one Uber ride rather than taking two buses and a tram. Um, like that can't happen. You know, they're, they're really mad about that, but they're also kind of like, they're just not really sure what to say now that this economy that they had been heralding for a long time is like evidence that socialist politics was old and unnecessary has like sort of like just shat in their faces. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think that that's right. And part of being a columnist is, uh, you'll never be able to see it because uh, columnists can't recognize themselves in mirrors. That's right. They're like vampires. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in the sense that they literally <laughs> drink blood. Um, I say Cleanthorps. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, um, I, uh, speaking of, of of blood, it looks as though my blood boiling has been completed, so I can put down this big triangular Victorian weight, oh, uh, and we can all exit the smoking room of Boodles to go and uh, and take lunch at Rules. Yeah, we're off <laughs> to do some opium. Yes, we're off to mm. do some perfectly legal opium. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, I say I hope there's never a war on this. Uh, thank you for listening <laughs> to uh, Rubbish's Eve, mm. uh, the podcast uh, recorded on Wax Cylinder in the smoking room at Boodles. That's right. Um, Remarkably good audio quality. Yeah. Uh, inc- mm. I mean, so you, you've never heard, uh, you, you've never heard uh, 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 Falstaff until you've heard it on the uh, Wax Cylinder. Yeah, I, I have to say, this Alexander Graham Bell is a, is a wizard. <laughs> uh, he's a boffin. He's going to change the economy. A, it's a shame he's a Scotsman. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um... So I want to thank everyone for listening. And don't forget, second episode a week is available to you for the low price of $5 a month on the Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. Yeah. So uh, subscribe and get your wax cylinder in the mail. Yeah, we'll mail you a wax <laughs> cylinder. Uh, right. Otherwise, uh, I think that's it. Uh, we will see you on the bonus episode in a couple of days. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.